0: Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. Are you and your business unique? Are your clients unique? Of course you're not. I think we all know that true uniqueness is a marketing myth and yet we search for it when we write our copy. In this episode, we have definitely got our grown-up voices on. We're going to be tackling some techniques to uncover maybe not the uniqueness but the distinctiveness of any business, yours and your clients. My name is Belinda Weaver. I am a copywriter. My business is Copyright Matters and I'm the creator of the Copywriting Masterclass. With me is Kate Toon.
1: Hello, I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the recipe for SEO success, Online Learning Hub. So we've got this little question we ask
0: each other and and as we just laughed uh, and commented, this is possibly the lamest question we've ever asked each other.
1: (laughs) So, so lame. (laughs) Ask it and then we can laugh about
0: it. Do you prefer to write with pen or pencil?
1: Like what is that question? I you ha- do you have no write? opinion on this? Really? Yeah, it's something I lay up at night worrying about pen, pencil. No, a pen, of course. Oh no way! It-
0: oh God, really? Yeah, I don't like being locked <laughs> into the the ink.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> It's still a lame question. Stop trying to make it into an issue. Yeah.
0: Not- <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's move Before on.
1: we move on, I just want to say to our listeners we may stop doing this inane question at the beginning of the episode. If you can think of a better idea for what we could do at the beginning of the episode, let us know. Yeah, because I think we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel now, aren't we? That's, that's right. It's, it's banter, but that it's was. Banter. Me, that. Do you like cheese? <laughs> what was your one? Do you, like- do you have feet? It's <laughs> <into> your shoes. <laughs> All right. All right, moving on.
0: <laughs> All right. So regular listeners and, and followers of you in particular, Kate, will have heard your outright dismissal of the idea of uniqueness. And I actually wholeheartedly agree because we're not unique snowflakes and neither are our businesses. Um, there are heaps of copywriters and we actually both help more people become copywriters. But I do think every business can actually differentiate itself, even in a crowded marketplace and even when it's not that different. So as a copywriter, part of our job is to dig in and kind of find that differentiator. Have you got any? What say you, Kate? Comment.
1: What say I? Mm. My turn's cold. Okay, mm. Yeah, I agree. There's a uh, really my favourite quote by Chuck Palahniuk, who wrote Fight Club, if you don't know, that you are not special, you are not a beautiful and unique snowflake. You are the same decaying all matter, organic matter as everything else. We are all part of the same compost heap. We are all singing, all dancing, crap of the world. Love that. Say so yeah. that other people have mantras on their, their mirrors to cheer them up. That's why I say to myself every morning, um, <laughs> Of course, I don't. Because the thing is, um, I hate the actual word unique. So I think, you know, when a business comes and says, Oh, our unique service is bloody, blah, bloody, blah, blah. It's right up there with innovative and passionate as three of my favorite hated words. So I, you know, I think. Calling yourself unique, it's kind of that thing of, you know, show, don't tell, don't tell me you're unique, show me how you are special. Uh, We all have a special superpower. We just need to work out what the heck it is and then tap into it.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, some businesses actually have an entirely unique product or service, but most businesses aren't that lucky. Most businesses who are doing something totally different are usually starting on Kickstarter or something like that. And they're not often the clients we're writing for. Um, We're writing for more common day-to-day businesses that are in crowded marketplaces. So what we have to do is we have to dedicate a bit of thinking time. We have to dedicate a lot of imagination to figure out how we can make businesses stand out from the crowd. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So, Kate, you've got the first one. You get started.
1: Yeah, I really like the comment that you just made there, though, like the, the, of the opportunities to work with, you know, brand new startup brands um, are kind of few and far between, and even a lot of startups aren't that unique. Um, most of us are working with everyday kind of accountants and lawyers and, you know, dentists, and, you know, and you're trying to find a way to find something interesting about an accountant um, when there are so many of them. So, yeah, we'll dig into some tips. So my first tip is um, to create a distinct brand person personality I talked about branding with Eleanor Gould in episode 50 and she gave a great quote um, that you are your competitive advantage so especially if you're working with a business that's a small business maybe a one man one woman band then you can work with that person to create a brand around their own personality so again if you're doing this for yourself your own personality as a copywriter it's a strong angle To differentiate the business if it's more personal, if it's all about you. I'm sorry, I'm a bit croaky today. It also makes life easier because once you tap into like, you know, what your personal qualities are, what your personal tone of voice is, then everything you write, everything you say, everything you produce is in that voice and you don't have to try so hard to pretend. You can just be you, gloriously flawed you. <laughs>
0: That's right. And and if you're trying to dig into this for a client instead of doing it for yourself, um, this is where I find actually jumping on the phone and talking through a brief with them because you can capture, you can hear them, you can capture those phrases that they use in the wording and that can be really, really useful in in carving out something that is quite different to what everyone else is doing. And, you know, if your client isn't one person, if it's a business, spend some time digging into the personality of the brand. There are brand personality kind of worksheets and exercises that you can do and, it'll just help you create a tone of voice that will really resonate with customers and that's the whole purpose so the one I, the next one I wanted to talk about was kind of emphasizing an aspect that no one else is talking about. Now, I have it in my head that the Tasmanian beer company promoted, first promoted that it used fresh spring water in the brewing process. Now, apparently, this wasn't unusual, and I have to say, I can't actually back this up with any fact. I couldn't find any link to this kind of story online, but it illustrates my point perfectly. So, I will continue. But it, it wasn't unusual to use fresh spring water in the beer brewing process, beer brewing process. Um, but the fact that this one company highlighted it as a thing they were doing, it became something special. Even though everyone else was doing it, no one else was talking about it. And that's exactly what this technique sentence centres on. This idea that if everyone has the same features, you can narrow your focus onto one that no one else is even mentioning. And to get that kind of information, you need to do what Kate is going to talk about next.
1: We're seamless today, Belinda. way. Because I'm about to recommend as tip number three, digging into the details. So, you know, often when you first take a brief from a client, there doesn't really seem to be a point of difference. You know, they are just a regular accountant and you know maybe you look into their personality and you know they don't have a sparkling personality either so you're like how do I make this different but what you can sometimes uh, do is dig into the services or product. So this works really well if you're working with like an e-commerce store owner and, you know, they are selling something that lots of other people sell. Um, you can ask yourself some questions about that product rather than just describing its size and its color and potentially its weight or the pattern. Maybe have a dig into how does it feel? Is it particularly soft or squidgy or hard or whatever? How, how does it look? But, you know, beyond the obvious, it's blue, it's square. You know, does it look like something? Could you draw an analogy? Um, how does it smell? You know, some food products and, uh, you know, healthcare products have beautiful smells. So appeal to the senses. Um when is it available? You know, Maybe it's only going to be available for a limited time or it's brand new to the market. How is it packaged? You know, Classic Marks and Spencers uh, in the UK, their packaging is almost better than the food inside it. It's so beautiful. What's it made of? Are there any particular you know, ingredients or, or um, uh, parts of the product that you can talk to? Um, now, I remember using this with a product that I worked on that I've talked about a few times. It's like the only client I've ever had, I must admit. Um, <laughs> wovy and, and Wovi was a lightweight towel. Um, it was a towel. It was an absorbent towel. It's not the sexiest thing of the world in the world. But the client was really open to me using odd descriptions and really digging into the features. So, you know, one of the benefits of this product was that it was lightweight, it didn't weigh very much. So again, you know, I could have just said it doesn't weigh very much, which wouldn't have been much of a differentiator. But we used an odd language and an odd analogy. I said it weighed as much as a chubby hamster, um, which is crazy, you know, it's silly. The lightweight towel weighs as much as a chubby hamster. Lots of people aren't gonna get that but our target audience who wanted something a bit quirky they were going to get that and that was that worked quite well and that
0: goes back to that brand personality you know yes. development a bit more as well it's perfect
1: yeah and you know it also it conjures up something in people's minds not everybody's mind maybe not everyone has held a chubby hamster if you haven't held a chubby hamster you are missing out on a life experience <laughs> add it to your bucket list but you know, if you talk about, if you can appeal to the senses or the emotions with a product, you can find some uniqueness in, in there. Now, with a service, it's a little bit harder, I think. You know, you can't really appeal to the senses so much. But, you know, you could talk about how, the ser- rather than just what the service is, how is the service delivered? Is it particularly fast, affordable, easy, schmick? Uh, there's usually something in there somewhere.
0: Yeah. And I find this usually comes out in the briefing process, especially with services. When I'm writing for services, I ask the clients to talk me through the entire delivery, like from when the client first contacts them till after it's done and dusted. And there's often one or two steps that are worth shining that spotlight on. And more often than not, the client would say, oh, is that unusual and you're like, oh, is that good? Yes. Yes. We should be mentioning this. And you know, this is exactly what you need to do with yourself as a copywriter, really think through how your service is delivered. And there's, I'm just, I've got the stories today, but there's another one about, uh, it's quite a famous one with a Rolls Royce ad that had at 60 miles an hour, the loudest noise in this new Rolls Royce comes from the electric clock. And the story behind this is the copywriter was reading through all the product manuals for the car, no thanks, and also got to drive in the car. Yes, please. And he noticed that when the car was moving, he could hear the clock. So there's this idea of this angle, this uniqueness being revealed by being super granular. And I think the flip side of this is offering more explanation. And it sounds kind of similar, but what I mean is when you can explain more of a feature, it it adds uh, a level of transparency that no one else is offering. Um, And this can also make a business seem more credible and reveal why uh, why a client should care. So, you know, what I'm talking about is tell the story about how a feature came about, why the ingredient was added, how the ingredient was found, how the packaging was done. Explain the stages of how a customer and a business can work together. This is what we do in the how it works section on most of our websites. And this kind of extra level of explanation and hopefully maybe with a bit of storytelling in it can really help differentiate a business as the customer, you know, feels more empowered with this extra information.
1: Yeah, so, so, so true. So was that tip four or tip five or three? I've lost track. Which one yeah, Yeah. you're up to four. I'm up to four. Okay. Um, so this is kind of like a quirky way of finding a differentiator or some kind of uniqueness is to think about what pisses you off most about the particular industry. I'm going to go back to my accountant again. You know, What is it about accountants that really get your go or that could potentially get your customers go? What are their preconceived beliefs? What do people not like about accountants? And then flip that on its head. So, you know, for example, is their service really slow? Or if you're dealing with an e-commerce product, do their competitors usually manufacture the product in some overseas sweatshop? So by focusing on the failures of others, whether service or product, it can really help you highlight the positive of your service or products.
0: And, you know, that, that comes out with a bit of competitor analysis
1: as well. Yes.
0: Yeah. Always a good idea. Uh, Tip number five we have is focus on a big benefit. I actually have a whole lesson on uncovering big benefits in my copywriting course and we've talked about it in one of the earlier pods. So we'll dig out a link to that and uh, put it in the show notes. But it's all about kind of getting past saving money and saving time to something people actually care about. A big benefit is something that really impacts someone's life. So maybe rather than writing about five small benefits, dig a bit deeper, write about a big one that will get someone's attention. And I wrote a blog about this a little while ago about a PinaClean ad I saw. And, you know, these are cleaning wipes and rather than focusing on the bacteria that was killed and the convenience and blah, 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 this PinaClean ad talked about that as a user, as the cleaner, you'd have more time to do fun things with your family. That was the whole focus of the ad, obviously because you're not cleaning, which sounds good to me, but that really made the campaign stand out. So focus on something bigger, a big picture benefit that none of the other products or services are even talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something I'd love to dig into on a future episode, which is kind of the big picture, the big idea. I think a lot of um, copywriters have a tendency to think small. So, you know, they have a particular product and they will list out the features and maybe go as far as the benefits and maybe even push on to the advantage, which we've talked about in a previous episode. But they don't have a concept. They don't have Mm. a big idea for the whole uh, that's something that ad agencies do very well. They take a step back from the product and say, how could we sell this thing in? You know, so obviously Planet Clean, um, you know, they were doing a lifestyle thing. I remember I did a um, campaign with Special K very many years ago. And the big idea was the burnt chop idea uh, that being that you know the idea that mums will always give themselves the burnt chop if, if, if you're a know, pork chop I'm a vegetarian but I know what they meant by that and it's that thing that mums will always self-sacrifice so the big idea for this special k uh, ad was that you know it wasn't about that the flakes were flakier or that you made you lose weight it was about putting yourself first for once um, and that big oh, idea I love that Yeah, that big idea was then a real differentiator, and you know, made the whole campaign stand out. You know, um, and gave it so much more legs than just saying our cereal is made from fresher, organic whole wheat and is lighter and you know, it's like boring. Yeah, tied it into that really emotive, big benefit, big concept. It really stood out, and it felt like it was a unique product when, in reality, it, it isn't. It's like a crap cornflake. So you know, there you go. Um, so there you go next uh, tip is number six is to look to your audience we talked earlier about you know finding out what your personality is, what your persona is, whether it's individual or brand persona. Um, we also, you know, talked about digging into features and, and benefits, and also what people hate about your industry or your type of product or your type of brand. Now, to do that, you can do competitor research, as we discussed, or you can just ask your audience. Look to your audience. Um, you can ask them the question of their preconceived beliefs. Sorry about that people. It happens. It's my Skype. I have to keep it on. Um, but you can also look at your audience to see what's unique about them. So maybe your product isn't that unique. But the kind of people who use it are what character traits or problems draw them to your product. Dig into their client issues. So perhaps you're a massage parlor owner and you're thinking about talking about how soft your towels are, how professional your masseuses are. But which is pretty run-of-the-mill, but instead you focus on the unique problems your customer has. Perhaps your target is a busy mum who wants relaxation but is also looking for a quiet space to escape the noise of family life. Now you can work that into your copy. So, yes, you have fluffy towels, great, but you talk more to the fact that you have a warm quiet, relaxing environment with carefully selected soundscape to complement your therapy session. You know, does anyone else create special soundtracks for their therapy rooms? No? Well, then you've found your unique. So it's just a case of going beyond your obvious, digging deep below the surface like a diamond miner looking for gems. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's just, I think you have to work hard. And I think, you know, It's easy as copywriters to just list out the benefits and the features and, you know, talk about the literal. And most of our clients will be satisfied with that. But I think it makes our life as copywriters very dull. And if we push ourselves to find something truly different to talk about, it makes the job much more enjoyable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as with any any job, good copywriting starts with understanding, understanding your client and their clients and what it is you're writing about. And I think you just have to spend time getting to know that and, uh, and using a bit of imagination as well. I agree. So, regular listeners will know this is when we say goodbye. And we also read out a fantastic review of the show. And we've held on to this one for a little while. It's from Liz Cluck from Australia and she says look I never thought I'd say this about a podcast especially since I didn't actually get into podcasts till like late last year but I actually get super excited when I get the notification on my phone when you guys release a new episode is that wrong no, it's not. If it is, I don't want to be right. Thank you for filling my ears and my brain with wonderful strategies that I've actually used to launch my own copywriting business. It's so wonderful to get such great advice right when I need it most. Cheers, Laura. So, Liz Clark, Laura, thank you so much. That's a, that's a beauty. That is a beauty. Um, And thanks to you for listening, of course. If you like the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher and we will read it out on the show. And if we know who you are, we will link to you in all our social media awesomeness. If you've got anything to say about this episode, head to hotcopypodcast.com and leave your comments. We would love to know what you have to say. We'd also love to know... I don't know if we do really, pen or pencil. Does it matter? Does anyone yeah,
1: care? Do you, wear, do you wear shoes and do you like cheese? <laughs> yeah. And give
0: us some give us some ideas. What do you want to know about us? What can we go talk about? Should we just get straight into the pod maybe? I don't yeah, know. Should we just shut up and get on with it? Maybe yeah, that's what we'll
1: uh, oh, But yeah. yeah,
0: let us know on uh, on Twitter, Facebook, Hot Copy Podcast. That's where we are. Um, uh, thank you, Kate. This was great. Thanks, Thanks Belinda. Until next time, happy writing.
1: You're still listening great because i wanted to tell you about my new podcast the recipe for seo success show sadly this one's just me kate toon but it is packed full of useful practical doable seo tips and advice you can find it in the itunes store on stitcher and soundcloud just search for the recipe for seo success show It just sounded like you just said, back and crack then. I <laughs> did, <laughs> I said, I said I've, got to, I've, got to, I've got to crack my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back and crack. Yeah.